1: I belong, I belong to you I belong, I belong to you Do just what you want
0: Hey guys, welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. I'm Sai, and this is the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show and this is episode 119. The show's available live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, click that bell for notifications. And, uh, of course, you can get the audio versions of all the shows and series at your favourite radio and podcast platform. Just search Ace Podcast Nation and there's uh, nearly 400 shows up there on all sorts of subjects. And, of course, if you want to keep your football, follow at AC Footy Show on all social media pro- uh, platforms. And uh, that'll be uh, streamlined your experience, as it were. But uh, just as we wait for those various platforms to fill up, Uh, A big thank you to Black Diamond Sports, of course, for all their support around the show and the channel. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, visit their social media pages and indeed their website, the links to which are all in the description and the closing credits. And uh, a big thank you to today's sponsor, as usual, Bespoke Financial. And uh, Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial still giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So please check him out and uh, give him a call. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. They've looked after Andy for many a year and uh, including the critical illness the injury cover they are top of their field providing award winning service looking to branch out from outside the northeast and uh, we are very proud to uh, spo- uh, to be sponsored and and partner up with such a top class brand and i urge you to uh, to give them a shout to check out what they've got for you but uh, with no further ado let's uh, get the man himself involved the co-host with the most he is the goal collector, the fox in the box. The speed demon, the legend among legends. Davy Jones's favourite son. Ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. Good evening. How are we? I'm all right, mate. My chair feels really low, so I feel like I'm like look like I'm about 12 years old. I feel I'm a bit I feel like a, I feel time. a bit
2: better without uh, without Middlesbrough playing Cardiff tomorrow. It, 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 it takes the pressure off a little bit. Yeah, the, the, I'll tell the you appre- what.
0: apprehensions not there. There's not a fence post sticking up your backside.
2: Hey, but when you when you when you when you when you win the draw, that that sitting on the fence works out, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it's perfect, perfect, mate, perfect. But um, there is so much to talk about in the championship this week. It is ridiculous. So we're uh, we're going to get straight into it. First of all, and foremost wanted to send best wishes to uh, Joe Bennett, Cardiff City fullback, uh, who suffered a serious injury in the week, and his season is indeed over. Uh, he suffered a, a knee injury uh, A medial leg of an injury His season's done yeah. Best wishes to Joe Obviously uh, Not the way he would have wanted to finish the season uh, But it is what it is unfortunately mate it's one of those things.
2: Yeah and listen Injuries are part of the game They're part and part of a career uh, Some getting better than others uh, Some getting worse You know what I mean It's not a nice one uh, You could tell it was a bad one straight away though But I think Joe's um, Joe's doing his recovery on his social media So check it out Because um, it, it, it uh, showed a video of him Coming out on crutches from the hospital yesterday on day one, so yeah. I, I, listen, it's, it's a different way, but I think it keeps it keeps fans up in touch with what's going on. I, I think it's a good idea, and I think it'll uh, it'll relate really well for for John. Help him um, mentally get over um, it, probably better than physically. I think, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think so. It can be um, can be a positive thing in the recovery, can it? Like social media and, and updating people on his uh, on his situation. Mate. Um, the other thing I was going to mention. Um, which we can get to a bit later, I suppose. It's uh, obviously, is Joe's contract out, up in the summer, um, but I would think Cardiff would, you know, Cardiff will offer him a new one. I'd be very surprised if uh, if they don't. Um, but they've only got academy players, and I think his form in the last few months has really shown that with the right tactics and formation, he is very, you know, he's a very good championship fullback. Maybe he was struggling a bit with. Some of the tactics and the Harris and the formation, and you know we had Bakuna at fullback, so I think there was a lot of pressure on him yeah. to you know to to do, uh, you know, be the fullback who was going up and yeah. down. But he also me, knew that uh, there was no cover uh, on the other side.
2: Yeah, for me, Cream always rises. Good players are always good players. He just had blips in form, and Joe gave a couple of silly goals away. He had a couple of bad games. Um, but with the right managers in place, you look at the, his performances under Neil Warlock were outstanding, consistently outstanding, yeah. and his performances so far under Mick have been consistently outstanding again. So for me, you can only judge it on what, what's what, what's happening, and Mick will be so disappointed that he's losing him because to put that pressure on a young player um, now for the rest of the season, it'll it'll be um, yeah it'll be tough for, the, for 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 a young player to come in regularly. But I think uh, they might they might see how he goes, and uh, a couple of people might play a little bit out of position because. Uh, like I say, to to put that pressure on a young player for um, for the running, including the playoffs potentially, is um, is going to be is going to yeah, be tough. Yeah,
0: it's um, it's one of them, mate. Really, because uh, Neil Harris is on the Paris on uh, on the panel on the Sky tonight, which will be interesting. They they haven't got a lot of full-backs. I really hope they don't revert back to playing um, Bakuna at fullback, and they move. NG or what's the other side like for me give the give the young lad a go I think it's um mm. I'm forgetting his name now oh, Began. would be but Began. Uh, yeah yeah um, give him a go because ultimately I'd rather see a young player who might make the odd error but he's playing in the right position. And get it's, a bit of experience, and so you get to see over a long period, like over a few games now, between to to now and the end of the season, you can have a good look at him and see if he's good enough. It's the only way. The
2: it, it's, it's the only way. It's think, I think I swim time for, for the it's young It's the only way to see if he is good enough. You know what I mean? That, um, as I say, I'm, I'm a big advocate of uh, managers giving young players a game. You know what I mean? I have got an opportunity as a 16 year old, so for me, if you're good enough, doesn't matter how old you are. You know what I mean? If he's, if he's got the ability, which he has, because he's played a decent number of games already so far this season. Give him the chance and, and see how he does. And today's a today's a massive game. Cardiff are in form. Cardiff probably on paper should should win the game because of the way they're playing. Um, but you know I know we're going to talk about them in uh, in a little bit more detail later on about the couple yep. of games during the week. But um, I'm fully expecting uh, a positive result tonight, and I'm not expecting to lose.
0: No, well it'd be very interesting. Leslie just said he thinks Cardiff are going to get uh, going to get battered. Well, that would be interesting. Not sure about that, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll have a little. Uh, we'll have a little chat. Fraser Campbell's starting, which is uh, a worry because he's uh, he's been in some good form recently. Um, so before we get to the championship, we're going to have two little uh, tell me whys, mate, to get us going, get the conversation started, as it was. So. In this segment, I give Andy 60 seconds to uh, to answer a question or talk about a sub. Just stuck. Just kept coming on and on. It's like going on and on forever and ever. Stop. Um, I give Andy 60 seconds to answer a question or talk about a subject. And uh, it's going to be a couple of interesting ones again this week. About so um, the first question stroke subject is... Uh, it's like a double whammy really and uh, Newport are going to be using Cardiff City Stadium for a couple of games to ease the pressure on their pitch as they uh, obviously have rugby and football over there and their pitch is looking a bit turgid but also Coventry City are getting their stadium back next year so um, tell me a bit about both of those please.
2: Um, I, listen, for me, the only place to play is a new home stadium. You know what I mean. I, I look at the positives and negatives for Newport County. For me, there's no positives for Newport. It'll be great for the away team. Vagta City, I'm sure, are playing at. Um, it'll be at Cardiff City. You know what I mean? They're used to playing in a big stadium. The Newport players aren't used to playing in that kind of stadium. It, their, their stadium is, is tight, it's compact. It's, the pitch suits them, the way they're playing. Um, Coventry City, I'm so glad they're going back, going back home. Um, listen, St Andrews is Birmingham City's ground. It's not Company City's ground. You know what I mean? old Harfield Road and the, and the new stadium is is where they should have been playing. And it was politics what made them get out with there. But rugby's been playing there. the sure Saracens have been playing there. But for me, it's it's the best place for them to go back. And I'm and for me, I'm not a big fan of um, of, of changing homes for short periods of time. It's not it doesn't work for me. No, you
0: still got ten seconds left, but I'll let you off ah. that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, Newport. I can understand the logic behind doing it Cardiff's not far. Um is you know at the end of the day they're going to be playing on a, a pristine pitch for a couple of games. Yeah. Where, I know what the way they're I I at it size
2: is do they do they need do they need a big stadium with no fans?
0: Yeah, I mean the no at the end of the day they the club, just need the, a the, quality pitch, really. They can yeah, play so on the, 4G pitch somewhere, could can Well they? So they could have gone to um.
2: They could have gone to a non-league ground in the area because the pitch should be decent with with no games being played in the last three months. So, you know, what I, mean? I just I just think it, it, sometimes it doesn't need to happen because Cardiff City's pitch is going to have more games on than it needs. It, they've got to think of themselves as well. There's pros and cons for everything. You know what I mean? If it's a financial yeah, decision, then fine. But I can't see Cardiff doing I- much out of it. No,
0: I, I can't imagine that Newport have paid Cardiff a great deal of money for that. Is it? Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. is it is um. Yeah so the second question is um the accidental handball rule has been changed uh, and I would like to know does the constant changing of the rules mid-season just add to the confusion and overcomplicate the beautiful game and your time starts now <sighs>
2: For me, the handball rule was always simple when it was, um, if your arm was in an unnatural position, um, then it's a penalty. Uh, and I'm all for that, because you see defenders now, we're defending with the uh, with the hands behind the back, which is unnatural anyway, because you never, ever, ever have your hands behind your back. So if the ball hits your arm, it still potentially should still be a penalty. But they change it now that if it does hit your arm, and it's unintentional, according to the ref, TVR, the linesman, the fourth official, whoever's making these kind of decisions. Um, for me, Good players can get that ball into any area they want. So if they want to, if Messi wants to chip a ball into someone's hands, he's going to be able to do it. And I think that's so unfair because to gain the slightest advantage is um, is what players do. You know what I mean? They're all about diving in games. But this is this is a form of the same thing. You know what I mean? For me. It's got to be black and white You know what I mean For me if your arm's above your head Or in an unnatural position You know what I mean It's like elevation Say so if I'm jumping for a header I didn't normally do that by the way But if I jump for a header mm. I can't jump with my hands by myself I've got to jump with my arms next to me So the only way to do that Is by is by putting your arms in a natural position Time's up
0: Yeah it's I just think I don't think you should be changing the rules Halfway through the season Particularly in a season Where we've already had some rule changes And adaptions and when VAR and stuff like that and goal line technology and everything, it's all a bit muddled and comp- and overcomplicated at the moment. And I just believe that adding or changing it during the season is only going to make that more confusing for the referees, for mm. the players, for everyone. Let's just... Should have just left it as it was till mm. the end of the season. And then you readdress it. You take away what you're going to take away. You Hopefully VAR and this do is what you're going to do. But
2: it's... this this is the thing. Side for me, though, you know what I mean. It, it, it takes the enjoyment of the games that I looked at. Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched games through the week where, where players don't celebrate because they're expecting the goals to be chalked off, or play, teams are celebrating they're back to the halfway line. Chelsea game last night. Chelsea scored a, a, a goal which was offside by half a millimetre, I think, Werner. And uh, so they're all back, ready to take kickoff. And then the referee cancels the goal. and It's just, it's, it's embarrassing. I just, you know, what I mean, fans. If fans were there, fans are celebrating um, non-goals. And for me, we need to get past yeah. this. You know what I mean? I, see, I don't yeah. agree with that. I, I,
0: Lesley I, says I didn't see it, so I can't comment. But he said, "Did you? Uh, did you watch I the last game last night?" I don't the agree. The penalty. The
2: ball hit. The ball does hit hand, but it. it, it Reese David Evans says something about unnatural, uh, natural position and, and 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 jumping with elevation and. If you've got to jump with elevation, you have to use your arms. Unless they say so footballers it. have to jump without without using their arms, then they've got to change every rule, because it's yeah. just laughable.
0: Like, I haven't seen that one. Um, <clears throat> one thing I would say is with the unnatural position thing, that it is almost like what you think is unnatural, I might not, and you can get a bit... It's subjective, know, if, it, it, that can be it, problematic not, then, not, can, not
2: if Not if... Um, not if, manage, uh, not if referees decide, uh, or, the, or the league referees association, wherever it is, decide what is a natural position. So, a natural position for me is, is if my feet are planted on the floor, if my arms are um, up above, then that's an unnatural position. If I'm jumping in the air, it's a natural position because I've got it, unless my arms mm-hmm. are above my head, that's an unnatural position. But elevation, you've got to jump up and there's got to be no, no, nowhere above your shoulder. Any, with anything above your shoulder
0: is an unnatural position. They've just got to, the the rules are a bit grey at the minute. So, and I'll come back to that comment now in a minute. Um, The other thing as well, mate, so, you know, if you say someone's running out to charge the ball down and they sort of turn, don't they, and they, like, not turn their back fully, but they turn slightly to block the ball, you quite often will put an arm up like that naturally. That's a natural action because everyone who would do that action would do the same thing. But if the ball hits you and your arms up here like that, and you've got your back to the thing, that's got to be a handball, because your arms up in the air. Yeah. But that's a natural it's, action. Do you know what I mean? my my point being, like, it's, a, yeah, it's, a nat- it's a that it can reason. get confusing for referees. No, but that's and, a, that's a, and yeah, but that's a natural reaction. But that's not a
2: natural body body shape of a of a person. Because if you if you're if you're putting your arms up there to protect yourself, it's un it's unnatural. You're not you're not protecting yourself. It's mm. you know what I mean. It's stopping a it's it's gaining an advantage. It's it's what yeah. You know I mean? You've got a we, we, we need clarification on the wording of natural, unnatural, and I, I agree with Gaz. You know, I'm so glad it's not in the
0: championship. Oh yes. Um, so uh, Riverside, uh, Riverside FC 2019 says clear light and day between defender and agree. attacker should be classed as offside. Back to agree. the old days. Um, and the one thing I'd add to that is with this VAR stuff and, and offsides, how you can give someone offside if their arm is off. If their hand mm. is offside, when mm. if they use their hands to to score a goal, mm. it wouldn't be given because it's handball. Mm. So, as far as I'm concerned, that shouldn't. You should only be judged if they're going to judge it on limbs and you know inches and all this. Mm. It has to be on, you know, things which you can legally. But this is. But this is. With.
2: But this is what what Riverside just said there. That would that would stop that that decision because then the daylight wouldn't be. Yeah, the arm, course, for yeah. example. You know what I mean. So for me, it's. Um, just uh, for me the, the offside has got to be uh, either either head or foot you know what yeah, I mean yeah so, I uh, just think it, we should just, make just get rid of
0: VAR mate just get rid of VAR just get rid of it and uh, just keep goal line technology and then bin VAR at the end no, of that the doesn't, season that, that doesn't work
2: all the time does it just,
0: well, to be honest only once mate and that
2: and that relegated
0: eight, a team yeah spot on mate but I think generally um, the Hawkeye is proven in various sports, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. VAR, Video video Assistant Referees, um, yes, they, they've they been proven in other sports, but in my opinion, it, this last year has shown that at the moment they cannot be effectively used in football. Hmm. But we'll see if they decide to change it. And do we it also
2: different. need... Uh, I also would like to hear what's going on between referees and... Um and the VR officials, or, or whoever, because yeah, uh, like they watched, rugby. uh, yeah. Well, I watched the um, uh, Sheffield United game against um, when Phil Jaglia got sent off. And whoever's told the referee to go and look at the monitor to say he's last man, I don't, I disagree because there was no way in the world he was last man because you had a, a defender covering, you got somebody going back, you know what I mean. It was for me, it, it's a yellow, definitely yellow. I wouldn't give him a red card. We're ruining football. We're causing problems when we don't need. But to But then, isn't
0: that up to the, when the referee goes to look at that monitor? Surely he's got to look at that for himself and say, "Well, no, he's not the." Yeah, but being advi- he's been advised. He's
2: been advised to. So why does he? If but he's, he's only if he's, been
0: advised to look at it. He hasn't been advised. Yeah, but yeah, I know. Decision, but if he's, he? if
2: he's if he's if he's been advised to, you know what I mean? There's, there's there's more into it, and you don't know what's being said in his ear. Because if he's given a yellow card for the incident, then he's seen it, so he's, he's given a decision for yeah. what he saw. So he's, why does he need to look at it again?
0: Yeah, I guess if they think he's missed something, but then ultimately, I think if you've got the the fourth official mic'd up, what you can do then is the referee's got to have the final decision, ultimately, and I think that's important, so what you need to do is you need to have the VAR people saying, right, we've seen this, we think you need to look at it, and then that's it. You know, point him to the where he needs what he uh, well, needs to look you, at, just, but then the referee said, makes that decision. It? You've just said
2: it though. For me, you've just said it. It's got to be, it's got to be a clear and obvious mistake. And it wasn't a clear and obvious mistake because he's seen the tackle. It was an obvious tackle. He brought him down. You know what I mean? But isn't there down. something he's, in there about, about missing?
0: It, like, if in, in case the referee like doesn't see something because his angles yeah. like blocked I agree But
2: his angle wasn't blocked. He gave me a yellow card, so he's he seen exactly what he needed to see.
0: But he still gave me red. He, then, but then he changed it to a red. Mm, it's, just, it's an interesting one. It's just ridiculous. I just don't like it, mate, at all. Yes. But I really hope they get rid of it. Um, okay, let's uh, let's get in to the championships. But um, you know, there's a few people saying about like why can not the refs hear Um, you know what they're saying, and I think I that that will be vital, mate. Um, I agree. Not many fans of VAR, mate. I gotta say. No. Um, so here's a question: If Cardiff City could Get to play a final, but lose, stay in the championship, and avoid VAR, but have a fantastic season and run. Would you take it over no, promotion? No, no Let's uh, let's let's risk VAR. <laughs> well, in fairness, the last time Cardiff were in the Premier League, they got screwed over by a by the referee, and so maybe the 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 VAR would have spotted that the Chelsea that game, Chelsea game, where the player was like six yards offside or whatever. That. Here's what it is. It's in the past, Andy. Let it go. No Let never. It go. Never. Um Rotherham game off Covid.
2: That's that's get. that's just, that's more times than I can I can remember that.
0: Rotherham, have they had the most games called off for Covid, Rotherham? Yes. Do you believe that it's because they've got such a small squad? So they if they get a couple of players they're in a the tough spot.
2: Well, they're in form, oh. so they're in form. They just so in a surprised. high risk part of the country. Um, they're in form, and they were playing Coventry tomorrow. So, I'd be very surprised that they didn't want to play. So, I've, I've, I'm, I think it must be true because tomorrow's a massive game, and they and they're going into it, in it, into it offer a, off a fantastic away victory at Sheffield Wednesday. So, I'll be surprised if um,
0: if it's not true. Next two games have been called off against Brentford and Loon. Town. Watford. Uh, Rotherham against Coventry rather Rotherham, Rotherham against Brentford and Luton Town both being postponed. Um, players and staff affected will be required to self isolate. So it sounds like some of the staff have got it or been in contact with it. And that they don't clarify um, if it's just because they've been in contact with someone who has had it or if they've had it because Um, According to the figures, there was only two positive cases returned from 5,856 players and club staff who tested between the 22nd and 28th of February. Like, that was last week. So, so all of a sudden, like, are you telling me that both those positive cases were in Rotherham? It's very... It's a weird one, mate, because they don't give you any... They don't give you any clarification. Like, it could be, maybe, that... The squad as a whole has come into contact with someone so there's like five or six players who have to isolate because they've come into contact with someone who's had it yeah but because they don't clarify and then they release those figures it's very contradictory do you see what i mean yeah. it's uh, it's difficult to kind of work out what's what but um right let's go team by team and um as it goes i believe we start with rotherham don't we? no wickham no wickham
2: um, it can be a, t- a tough week again, side with a uh, with a couple of a couple of defeats. Uh, obviously, started with uh, with Norwich City last weekend, uh, and then they played Watford. So couldn't have gone any 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 harder. They didn't disgrace themselves. They got beat two 0 in both games, but um, they missed chances at, at crucial times. I watched the Watford game in the weekend. Yeah. That extended highlights, and they were two 0 down at the time, but they missed some glorious chances from set pieces, and you can't afford. With fine margins at the minute, you can't afford to um, to miss those kind of chances if you're going to stay in the league. And I don't believe they will stay in the league. I think they've, they've, they've given themselves some credit. The manager's done really well, I think, um, with, the, with the size of the club, without any fans, because I think fans would have made a difference to Wickham Wanderers Football Club this year.
0: Yeah, 100%, mate. I feel for them because they're, they're struggling to score goals. And like you mm. say, they're missing chances at important times. Yeah. But, but I, I, I also tough, feel sorry for them. Two bad. tough games, mate.
2: Yeah, I also feel sorry for the club because, listen... The chances of uh, Wickham getting back in the championship again is is probably slim, because the players who've played well this year will probably leave. Um, they'll probably have to start afresh somewhere. You know what I mean? It'll be it'll be a little, a little bit more difficult to get to get promoted again, and the fans haven't had an opportunity to see their team in the championship, which is must be heartbreaking.
0: Yes, this is difficult. We've got a couple of um, interesting questions and stuff, which I'll come back to at the end um, to some of those, because Riverside said about. Um, X players on VAR and stuff like that. So I'll come back to them towards the end of the show. Um, Sheffield Wednesday next up, mate. Sorry,
2: they're, they're having a nightmare. Absolute shocker. I, I, I honestly don't know what's going on. They've got a new manager in place, um, um, Darren Moore from uh, from Doncaster Rovers. Which, uh, which, listen, it's a big job. I, I, the Sheffield Wednesday. No, there's no no club who, who has a divine right to stay in the league, but. Uh, they lost against Luton Town at the weekend. They lost in the local derby against Rotherham. Uh, you know, I mean, for Sheffield Wednesday to lose against Luton Town and Rotherham, there's something drastically wrong. And, uh, and, I, and I can't put my finger on it. They're scoring goals, but they're letting the bucket load in. And, and the, every time we have the show, side on a Friday, we turn over two more games. We turn over two more games, two more games. They're seven points away from safety. Yes, they've got one game in hand. Um, there should be six points more um, in trouble, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a huge ask, and uh, if they do get out of it, then Darren Moore deserves uh, deserves huge credit for it.
0: Yeah, and you can't blame Darren Moore if they do end up going down either. You know, he's come in at a difficult time when they're already struggling, um, and let's like you know, let's make no mistake, mate. They should be six points worse off.
2: Yeah, um, but the board's also got to take responsibility for sacking Tony Pulis, and you know what I mean. Or hiring Tony Pulis, either or, you know what I mean? You can't hire him and then sack somebody. You've got to give somebody an opportunity. It doesn't matter what the brand of football's like. It doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Tony Pulis brought a couple of players in. He brought in Callum Patterson. He brought in Aidan Flint. Yes, he got injured. He brought in another couple of players. But then to sack him after six games was crazy.
0: In fairness, mate, what I don't get about it is, like, you don't bring Tony Pulis in to... Play attacking, free-flowing football. So you? Oh, you know exactly. You're bringing, you know exactly you're bringing, you're bringing him in to just be steady the ship. Uh, to, yeah, just trying and stay up, basically. Uh, especially because they had that six points, so they the plan was to just stay up at all costs. Mm-hmm. So to then sack him. What did they sack him because they got the six points back and they thought, all right, okay, no, we're well, right the, now.
2: They sacked him because they weren't happy with the style of football. The style of football, which well, they is the new style of football. Right.
0: Anyone tell me how many games Tony Pulis was in charge for Sheffield Wednesday for? Because he wasn't in charge for long, was he? I think it was six. I'm sure it was six. Five or six. That is, like, I find that mind-blowing. i got to be honest. Um, moving on, though, Birmingham City was uh, next up, my friend.
2: Uh, well, are we doing Rotherham? I know we spoke about them a little bit.
0: Um, did I? No, sorry, I missed him out. Yeah, Rotherham.
2: Um, mixed week. Um, lost against uh, Reading 1-0 at the weekend, but then through the week they had a fantastic result then. Against Sheffield Wednesday, the final goal in the 95th minute um, from uh, Ladapo was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He, he, he got the ball on the halfway line on his own. He, he dribbled. I thought he was going in the corner, waste time to take a draw, and then he, he unleashed a shot from about 25 yards in the in the, in the bottom corner. Fantastic! And Superb- the celebrations was. would like to win the league. You know what I mean? It just shows how much chance massive they've got to stay him. open. Yeah, huge. But then you can, from Sheffield Wednesday's point of view, it's it's,
0: it's a massive downer. So that could have been that could have been the one mate. which catalyst. Yeah. Yeah, that could be the one. Um, but yeah, I'm going to talk about it a bit later on uh, a bit more. Um, next up is Birmingham City, mate. Uh, Birmingham, have had a good, they've had a good week. Um, you know what I mean? The, the big QPR. They followed up a good win against QPR. Yeah, And
2: QPR have, um, have, have, have picked up recently and then a weird, a weird draw at Huddersfield Town. Obviously, Leslie Court's is their favourite team. Um, mm. So, uh, listen, four points out of a week. So a really good turnaround for, for Birmingham City, considering the the results that they've been having recently. That's that's the first time in, I think, in about three months they've had two positive results in a week.
0: Yeah. I am, Well, you know me, mate. I, I quite enjoy watching um, Birmingham play. I thought uh, Roberts was outstanding again. Yeah. Um, and I just... He's, he's a big player for them. I just wonder, like, he's had the odd injury. They've got to keep him fit. Got to keep him fit because he seems to be coming into his own... He seems to really, really be settled. He's got himself a goal. Um, Interestingly, Pedersen scored for him on Saturday against QPR. Um, Christian Pedersen looks quite the player. um, Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's
2: he's, he's missing.
0: Yeah, I think they've they've, they've got some really
2: um, interesting midfield players, wide players for me, um, with a lot of creativity. Um, I, I just don't know what's going what's going wrong with it. I don't know if it's first season syndrome for the manager when he's getting used to his players, and or there's a fallout with some of the young players that they had last year with Bellingham and 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 Etal. But for me, you know, what I mean, they've still got good Championship players in 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 that group. You know, what I mean, some good centre forward, Dukovic, Hogan. Um, so you know, I mean, for Do me, think they'll, they'll, that maybe there's right. too
0: many. They've got a, like a large group of players trying to settle in. Because they've got quite a few players new to the club or broke coming yeah. in from the youth team. Maybe there's too yeah. many players who are trying to find their feet at the football club or in yeah, football maybe. generally. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe Maybe. Maybe. that's the
2: case. Maybe it's, um, uh, he doesn't have a, have a settled team. How many times, you know what I mean, being a Birmingham fan, got any Birmingham fans in, tell us, has he kept the same team week in, week out? Because when I know watching United at Middlesbrough, he didn't change the team at all. Um, so he... He kept the same team week in, week out. So you know, what I mean that, and he got positive results week in, week out. So it's it's so difficult
0: to yeah, keep tony changing tony, the team. Tony. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, like Birmingham, on one one day they look very good, and then the next day they can look a bit yeah. inconsistent. Ten games, uh, I, didn't it, I, didn't, I didn't know you got that. Yeah, mate. recent Gavin, yeah, but yeah, ten games, one win, four draws. You know, it's not the best record, but like it's not the You're worst, bringing them then? in. You're bringing them in. You're bringing them in for a reason. Um, and I do wonder whether. They got to the six points back and thought, "Oh, that was going to be the difference between us, you know, being in any real trouble." Yeah. Maybe a bit arrogantly or a bit cockily, and then you know, it's the way it's panning out. Looks like a silly decision, doesn't it? Um, mm. Next up is Coventry, mate.
2: Um, they got a decent draw against Blackburn Rovers away from home on Saturday. I watched them against Middlesbrough um, through the week and. And to be fair, Middlesbrough were very lucky to get the get the get the second goal. Um, George Savile just walked it in. Basically, it was it was a mistake uh, by the defender, the goalkeeper, a bit of a mix-up, and I felt sorry for them really because I, they didn't do anything to lose the game. But they, they lacked a bit of quality in the second half, along with Middlesbrough. By the way, there was a there was a it was a nothing second half. We just passed everybody by. But they need to make sure that they don't end up losing games. You know what I mean? Because a the point there would have been a big point. It would have been two draws in two, two draws in the week. Uh, which does look a little bit better? Whereas now with two you've that you've then put pressure on yourself this week to go and play Derby, then go and play Rotherham um, next weekend. You know what I mean? So the next, and then Luton Town, then then Wickham. So the next four or five games for Coventry are going to keep them in the league if they get enough points.
0: Yeah, they've been pretty uh, pretty steady all season, haven't they? They've been quite consistent. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting how they fare in those games. Next up is Huddersfield. Uh,
2: they had a shocking Saturday followed yeah. by uh, a point at uh, Birmingham yeah they had a shocking Saturday um uh, uh, not 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 much better midweek uh, and then they're going to have a dreadful friday so it's no be a, it won't be a very good week for um for Leslie courts's team that um the Preston beat them heavily three 0 um Birmingham City I don't think it's a good result outside if you've got aspirations to, to to be away from the bottom five six um you've got to be beating Birmingham City in and around you. yes Birmingham picked up a little bit but I can't imagine, uh, I didn't see the game, but I can't imagine it'll have be been a game for the purists um, with both teams not wanting to lose the game. And As they're boring, 0-0 at half-time. Fraser Campbell scores and then they go and shoot themselves in the foot straight away and, and Robert scores gets equaliser uh, for Birmingham. So, yeah, disappointing probably for Huddersfield not to keep the lead for longer and, um, and, and kick on a little bit.
0: Indeed. Uh, just quickly, interesting uh, team news for Cardiff City. Uh, they got uh, Joe Began playing at left. Uh, Joel Bagan playing at left back, and uh, Tom Sang starts at right wing back. Um, uh, Perry Perry Ng is not included on the bench, uh, so I would assume he's carrying some sort of knock. Harry, Harry Wilson at number ten behind uh, Murphy and Moore, with Rolls and Vokes in the middle. But uh, two very young full fullbacks for Cardiff there, mate. Yeah. Extremely. But, um, go on, we'll get to, we'll get to Cardiff kind of in a second. Anyway, let's let's uh, let's, let's push on. Um, Huddersfield, I feel like they need to be careful, um, just with their some of their recent performances. They just need to make sure they just don't get sucked right in again, like they did last year. Yeah, they can't.
2: Yeah, they can't afford to. I, I listen. They've had an amazing season, considered considered with the last season. So they're, they're in a good position. If they can finish the season like they did last last year, they'll be, they'll
0: be safe. Yeah. Uh, Derby uh, was next. They drew with their, their arch rivals Forest on the Friday, and then they got thumped by the mighty Bluebirds four 0 on Tuesday. And I um I texted you didn't I about Wayne Rooney's post match interview uh, after the Cardiff game. Uh, he wasn't happy, but. He made some really weird comments. Like he said, it was with the Derby's own, you know, their TV station or whatever, their YouTube channel. And he said um, that basically he wanted to give some players a rest, and he felt like this was the game to do it. And he made, I think, six changes or five changes. And to me, I said to you, like, to make that amount of changes against Cardiff or Barnsley at this point in time is a mistake for any team, because they're the two form teams in the league. And obviously Norwich are now starting to get that bit of form. It was a bizarre decision for me. Um, I don't know what you think.
2: Uh, I see on the other on the other side that does, does Wayne probably just write the game off thinking the Cardiff are going to beat us anyway, so all will rest the players and we, we focus on the next game and the games that we're going to win with games coming up like um, Coventry City the weekend, then Barnsley, then Millwall. You know what I mean? So they've got some winnable games. So maybe he's focusing on the winnable games to keep them up. Because for me, players imagine. players can't players can't play every game. Say si. he's not, he hasn't got of a big squad, not. you know what I mean. So he's got to he's got to pick the games which he thinks will keep Derby in the league, and then he focuses on next season. You know what I mean. That I watched him against Nottingham Forest second half last Friday, um, and they were very lucky to get the draw. Yes, they scored an amazing amazing goal, but they were very lucky to get a draw. Yeah,
0: what do you think of Derby at the moment? I mean. Look like where they looked like they, they really picked up when Rooney first got the job full time. Yeah, and they are just uh, having a tricky couple of weeks. Couple just of tricky yeah, games they're, or...
2: they're, they're just well they're just getting the job done. I think uh, Wayne's started um, a little bit of a fairy tale that he, he was getting the results. He was keeping clean sheets. He was scoring goals. He was smiling. He was happy. Um, the championship's not like that. Unfortunately, you look at there's not many championship managers who are smiling and happy all the time. It's a roller coaster. Win one week, lose the next. you know what I mean? It's consistency. Um, with the teams, with the players, with the formations, with the selections, and um, and to make that kind of, that many changes and still expect to get a result isn't going to happen. So for me, I look at, I think he he, he wrote it off. You know what I mean? And for me, changing players, six players, I'm not going to win anyway I've got focus on the on the games that I can win, and we'll we'll, we'll go and try and win those ones.
0: To me, um, which I just is dangerous, see, by the way. I I don't see. I the reason there's a couple of reasons I don't see that. One, the league being that what it is. Like anyone could be anyone, it's just the way the league is. It's bizarre, but also, like Rooney's being the competitor and the, you know, the high standards that he expects of himself, of players. I can't imagine him writing off a game. Even another
2: side, if you've got six of your best players who can't play because they're they're physically not ready to, to play another game, you've got to replace them with six other players. And Wayne isn't stupid. You've just said there. He's experienced. He knows those six other players are coming to that team and not as good as the six players he's took out. Because if they were, they wouldn't. They'd be. They'd be in the team. So he knows he's putting a weak inside out. And what what happens with the weak inside is they take a beating because they've, they've. A they're not good enough, or they're not as good as the other players. And B they haven't had enough match practice, game practice, minutes in the legs, which is going to have an effect. And it did. The longer the game went, you know what I mean? Cardiff scored two late goals. They got two late goals because there was no nothing. There was nothing in there. In the, in the Derby
0: team, which, which, which worried, kind of thing. Yeah, um, there was something else he said in his, uh, his post-match interview, which uh, irked me a little bit, which I'll, uh, I'm will i going to discuss a bit later on. Um, but uh, next up is QPR, mate. Uh, we mentioned they'd found a bit of consistency. They've now found consistency the other way.
2: Yeah, they are. Yeah, but I think the month, what they had last month, I think is uh, is, is is put them in good stead. Uh, they lost against Birmingham, which um, I think they'll be disappointed with with the run they were being on. And then in midweek they lost against uh, Barnsley, which is no disgrace because Barnsley have got themselves in a in a fantastic position, which we'll talk about very soon. Um, but yeah, the terrible week. But I'm sure they'll get back on. But they're, they're so inconsistent; it's it's absolutely scary. It
0: is. Yeah, and they they really looked like they turned the corner, but. It's not to be, my friend. Not to be. Uh next up is the mighty Nottingham Forest.
2: Uh yeah, well as I watched Friday night's game against Derby. I thought they were thought they were excellent for long periods of the game and, and it was only a Colin kazim Richards worldie which uh which denied them the win. Uh and then they got the home game against Luton Town <laughs> for me fully expecting them to win and, and then they're going to they're going to crumble again. So Nottingham Forest must be so frustrating for Chris Hutton, the fans for everybody else and uh and and yeah, I think that the quicker they see the, rest, the end, this end of the season off and can, and can plan for next season, the better. Because this season, along with the last game of last season, has been an absolute write-off for Nottingham Forest.
0: Yeah, I um, I filmed uh, the first episode of my story uh, a couple of days ago with uh, author and Forest fan uh, Gary Bolton Clark, who obviously uh, watches the show. Um, he's you know a big Forest fan, and it was interesting picking his brains about why he thought as a fan why they've sort of psychologically crumbled since that last day of the season and very interesting. And he actually said that he didn't think it was necessarily the the last day of the season. It was a couple of games before that, they conceded a last minute goal to Derby, um, which he said just broke broke the players and they haven't been the same since, which is quite fascinating. Obviously it's a big rivalry, but I didn't realize they needed a point from the last three games of the last season. Mm. And didn't pick it up just to get to the playoffs. So,
2: besides they, uh, they could have. They could have still been beaten three 0 and still and still stayed up. But they kept yeah. going for goals. I mean, we did, we did, the, we did, the, we did I, I still thought voted the because that watch along. It was ridiculous Beautiful. because you know what I mean we were working it out that you know what I mean even even at six a five one they still would have been safe. But then they're still going. They still try to go and get goals. It's just
0: stupidity, madness. No one has not got a job yeah. anymore. No, that's it, mate. And uh, next, up, Blackburn Rovers, the team I tipped to go for the playoffs this year—they yeah. are well,
2: just not what I thought they were going to be. Last last Friday, si, I I said that Tony could be the next manager to go. I think he's really struggling. Unless he gets a result this weekend, I think it could be uh, it could be the end of him because the play the play Swansea midweek, they play Millwall tomorrow, then they play Brentford, then they play Bristol City, then they play Norwich. So for me, they've got a really ridiculous month ahead. Um, obviously two games one point a home against Coventry which isn't a great result and then they're going to lose to Reading away which is no disgrace but um, Blackburn have got the players to win games they've got experienced Premier League footballers they've got loads of quality throughout the football club on the coaching staff um, and the owners and the club will be expecting more the fans will be demanding more and and this has been a
0: disastrous season Swog on the tie in there says uh, Norwich and Sendland double tomorrow lads top up the Cheltenham pot Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know Sunderland are playing, but I, I fancy Norwich every time they go on, that, go on that grass. Oh
0: yes. Um. So, next up is uh, Preston North End. Bit of inconsistency from them again. Really impressive three nil victory versus Huddersfield. Followed up by a 2-1, 2-1 loss to Millwall. Although Millwall have been good lately.
2: Yeah, the Huddersfield game. Uh, I thought they were. I thought they were excellent. It's got Sinclair back to his best. Um, Chad Evans got got himself on the score sheet. Um, they've got just. Quality throughout going forward, Sire just do impress me every time I see them going forward. But then, the same old problems come back to haunt them in midweek. They go one 0 ahead through Chet Evans again, um, but then they lose a goal straight just before half which 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 puts the press on and then letting late goals in. You know what I mean? If they'd have got that point, another point on the board towards towards the playoffs, and and, and it leaves them unbeaten this week. Where instead they they go and lose that go lose that late, late goal with four minutes to go, and it just it's yeah, it just looks like a really bad week. That would have been four unbeaten instead. Of, um, they're coming coming back at the weekend and they play Bournemouth tomorrow, which is obviously going to be a difficult one anyway.
0: Yeah, yes, indeed. It's um, they just they concede. Then they went. Uh, they, they always seem to concede at bad times as well. Like uh, I noticed, a lot of their goals will come not long after they've scored, so they concede like a lot of goals straight after they've scored. Um, and even in the millwall game they scored after 12 minutes and then uh, malone scored for millwall just before yeah. half time and it's it's it's, it's time uh, the goal time. you can't, you, yeah. you can't so give important. a goal away just
2: before half time and at the full time it's just you know what i mean is it concentration levels is it fitness levels is it tactics is it belief what what is it you know what i mean
0: because it, you start to question lots of things oh yes um okay then we've got who's next mate who's next uh, Luton Town. Luton Town. Fantastic now, week. Now Absolutely then, now fantastic
2: then. week. So, um, Sheffield Wednesday. They were two 0 down after after half time. Uh, the manager brings on three new play- three three substitutes at half time and um, and they turn it around uh, and they win three two with an eighty six minute winner uh, from Adebeo. Absolutely fantastic uh, turnaround. You know what I mean? In the second half, but Luton have had a great season, Sai, You know what I mean? So, and and uh, the Luton players probably take the foot off the, off the off the gas after an amazing weekend. Go to Nottingham Forest, play with no pressure. Go and turn up there and get another three points with a uh with a with a Tunnycliffe winner with well, just on the hour I think. So absolutely brilliant weekend. And uh they'll be looking up rather than down because they're on 44, yeah, so. forty four forty forty four points and what Rotherham are on thirty two, so uh, a good twelve point gap at the minute. Um I think that yeah, but Luton, have, Luton have had a fantastic season.
0: Yeah, been really impressive. Um Ryan Tunnicliffe picked up two vital goals. He uh, yeah. put him in the thumbnail this week. Thought yeah, he was amazing. absolutely outstanding for mm. uh, Luton in both games. Those two goals, you just don't know how vital they could be. Oh he huge Two huge. wins back to back. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Next up, mate, was uh, Bristol City.
2: Um, obviously, played uh, played Swansea on Saturday. Uh, they were getting beat one nil. Turned it around, beating three one. Nigel Pearson's first game in charge really. Uh, and then they played uh, played Bournemouth uh, at the weekend. Uh, sorry, midweek. Uh, One 0 up. The, the equaliser. Um, he, I will be talking about him later on. Was a was a shocker. Uh, and then the, the winning goal for Bournemouth was in the 96 minute or something, which was just heartbreaking because because uh, another point or even three, which he probably should have been um, going, pushing them towards the playoffs would have been a would have been a, a would have been a fantastic achievement for a for a new manager, but. They'll they'll restock. They'll go again. They're in good hands. Big Nigel Pearson. Uh, I played. He was my captain at Middlesbrough. He'll uh, he'll get them going. A long-term venture. Uh, but I think Bristol City will need to start achieving something over the next season or two.
0: Yeah, ultimately, I've been very disappointed with Bristol this year. But I think Nigel Pearson will steady the ship now and uh, get them get them ready for it, mate, as it were. Um, next up was uh, Stoke City. Is it or Millwall? Yeah, no, Stoke City. Stoke. Yeah, Stoke.
2: Um, not a great not a great week, uh, but against two of the uh, top three in the league. Uh, they lost to Brentford 2-1, lost to Swansea 2-1. Uh, it's, it's it's games, Stoke City at Brentford, 1-0 up after one minute. Um, and then, you know what I mean, up to the hour mark. And then all of a sudden, the 2-1 down, Ivan Toney scores again. Swansea City, uh, 1-0 ahead again, 2-1, 95th minute penalty. You know what I mean, that. It's, it's When you're ahead, you've got to see games out sometimes. It doesn't matter if you score in the first minute or the last minute. You know what I mean? The sc- are they scoring too early? You know, what I mean? People people said to me, score too early. That was a stupid thing to say. You know what I mean? You're ahead. It doesn't matter if you score in the first minute or the last minute. You know what I mean? You've got to defend. You know what I mean? You can't think that because you've gone in the first minute, that the game's going to be easy. You've got to start again like it's 0-0. Go again. Go and get the second goal because the second goal is what kills teams off. often. Um, for me, I think uh, stokes sometimes, from an outsider looking in, they look like um, that the one to look, the game's going to win it's too easy but teams always they, come back at them sort
0: of, I always think they look like they expect to just turn up and win yeah, um, particularly if they do get that early goal And that's yeah, three defeats three de- de- defeats on the belt work,
2: yeah. yeah, three defeats on the belt for
0: them and the thing is the way the season is being you know, the way they're doing it at the moment where you're playing two games constantly every week two games two games what that does is if you do get a couple of loss, losses you are in a bit of trouble because you it's very quick to to pick up those you know like bad uh, bad runs or a couple yeah. of bad results it can have a big impact quicker than maybe it, normally you've got like a week or so to you know just get yourself together and try and you know work it out get re-galvanize the troops as it were you yeah, haven't got that at the moment and um i think it makes it a lot more difficult particularly if you're in a bad, having a bit of a bad run um Next up is Millwall, mate.
2: Yeah, mixed week. uh, Lost to Barnsley, which obviously is no disgrace because Barnsley picked up uh, on a a, a great run of form and then they're going to beat Preston at home, which is a very good result. So um, Millwall, uh, they're trying to push for the playoffs. They're doing everything they can with Gary Rower. Uh, They've had a a great couple of months uh, with the the amount of unbeaten um, games they've had. It was always going to to come to an end. uh, But can they get back and uh, and continue the form? Because they play Blackburn tomorrow, which will be be a difficult game on paper but Blackburn will do the travel well not 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 so far they've lost so many games so millwall uh, will be looking forward for
0: uh, a win tomorrow on three points yeah millwall's a funny one like if you take out that bad run they uh, had they'd be right up there because their form either side of that bad run has been very good they just haven't quite been able to you know they had they had that tricky spell didn't they where they just yeah. couldn't couldn't score a goal yeah. and drawn, what, drawn too many Wasn't uh, yeah,
2: drawn, drawn too many games but but still undefeated so it, it, that's where they're, they're pushing towards the playoffs because they're undefeated so if they could turn those draws into wins they'd be uh, they'd be in the playoffs
0: yes indeed speaking of teams looking for to, up to the playoffs my friends uh, your hometown Middlesbrough uh an interesting week
2: yeah they played uh they played Cardiff at the weekend um I'll be honest. I thought they were the better side. I thought in midfield they absolutely I dominated so. the game. I thought they were. I thought they were very good. They were losing for long periods of the game and and equalised with five minutes to go from Johnny Housen. Um If any team was going to um, upset Cardiff City uh, the way that they want to play um, and dominate games, it was going to be Neil Warnock and, and Cardiff City, and he and he did. He. he, he he, he flooded areas which uh, which Cardiff are strong, and Cardiff has been on the answer for them, and, and Cardiff have come out of that game um, knowing they were being in, knowing they've been in the game, and and people say about the, about the winning run not not carrying on for Cardiff, but for me I look at the positives. It's a point game. Yes, Middlesbrough scored late, but Middlesbrough were the better sides for probably an hour in that game, if not longer. So uh, overall. Uh, Middlesbrough was disappointed that we didn't get the the goals. They don't, they don't don't create enough for me. Middlesbrough, you know what I mean? It's that in between the midfield and the, and the front. You know what I mean? Up, up front, they don't score enough goals. People say that blame centre forwards, but do they get enough chances to score goals? If if on and and Akpom, and loads, and all, and, and Fletcher, and and all these guys, are they missing enough chances? No, they're not missing enough chances. Yes, the. People can say they're not good enough, but they're not missing chances because they're not getting enough. One chance a game isn't enough. You know, look at Andy Cole at United. Andy Cole used to miss seven, eight, nine, ten chances. He used to get two or three, and his goals gone records phenomenal.
0: But he missed more chances than he scored. Oh God, he missed so many chances, mate, didn't he? Yeah, Andy but, Cole, like so. But many. he was still, but he was still, he was still, he was still top. Still one of the record, record, to- record yeah. goal scorers, isn't he? Because he was, they created so many chances. Yeah. Um, Leslie asks if. Uh, ask Andy if he's related to his namesake Campbell, who plays who will score for Huddersfield tonight.
2: Fraser? Uh, no, it he must be a brother from another mother. But no, he's not. Um, no, he's a good lad though. He's a, he's a, very, he is, talent, uh, a very, very, uh, a talent, big, big a very talented, very talented player. Kevin. Yeah, very talented player. Good lad. Very humble. Um, and and I've I've loved his following his career from 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 all the way through to to now. And I hope he does well. And listen. Part of me hopes he just score, as long as Cardiff City win 3-4-1, I don't mind.
0: Yeah, I am. I'm a massive fan of Fraser Campbell. I think he's a vastly underrated footballer. And what I like is he really works hard for whatever team he's playing for. He does sometimes need a run of games to get going, um, but once he does get going, he you know he'll, he'll bag you some goals, particularly in Championship level. Um, time for the two form teams, mate. Starting with uh, with Barnsley. Uh,
2: have we not missed Cardiff out there?
0: No, Cardiff are above them no, on no, my no, table. Oh, uh, it's because right, okay. it's a live table, so we'll, we'll go with that. Oh, which one? are we on? We'll we'll go with Barnsley, mate, because Cardiff are Barnsley. above them. Um, I don't think the I on your
2: table must be wrong. It I don't is because it's
0: a live one, ready for the game to start, or because the game started. Oh, all right, okay. So sorry. it gives Cardiff a point. All right, okay. Sorry. Um, so Barnsley.
2: Had, well, I, I'm, I'm starting to run out of, um, of, of, of of good things to say. It's um, uh, they've, they've won so many games on the belt it's absolutely scary but they, they play Millwall up there beat them comfortably QPR being unbeaten for five, six games beat them even better away from home you know what I mean scoring goals creating chances we said last year so I've never seen a team in the championship create enough create chances like I've just spoken about, Middlesbrough struggling Barnsley have created more chances this season chance, and last season you know what I mean the problem is that they haven't put them away now they've started to put them away they've given themselves an opportunity and listen Barnsley escaped last year in the in the last minute of normal time on the 46th game of the season. This year, with 12 games to go, 13 games to go, they are sitting in seventh place on 54 points. It's absolutely ridiculous. Fantastic. It's like fairy tale. Yeah.
0: Nick, well, I I, I put um, Carlton. I mentioned Carlton Morris last week um, for them. He was a uh, sub in the QPR game, but really. Um, just, uh, just re- they just create so many chances, man. They're so exciting going forward. And what they seem to have managed to do this season now, or certainly since Christmas, is they've shored it up at the back. And we've kind of said that all along, is if they can return to their League One defensive record, they will be a dangerous team because they create so many chances. Yeah. But last year, they just conceded too many goals. They do seem to have got that together and they're... Uh, they're a dangerous team, mate. I really yeah, I agree. That no-one would want to play them at the moment.
2: We've, um, always said that, step, isn't it?
0: we've always said there's a team who comes from nowhere. Yeah, they could be them. If they can keep their defensive record going, just simply because anyone in the Championship who creates that many chances has got a good chance of, of you know of, of doing well, as long as they can keep it tied to the back. Yeah. And like, how many teams in this, as we're working up the table, how many teams down, which we've already covered, have we said... You know, pretty good. They got some good strikers or good wingers or yeah, good midfielders, I agree. but they can't defend for Toffee. They let too <laughs> many goals in, yeah. concede at the wrong times, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but we said
2: last year, I did not we? we said uh, the amount of clean sheets they kept in League One, but they didn't score enough goals. And then, then they scored loads of goals last year, but they let in more goals, and that's why they were they just didn't didn't have the balance. And now they've got a balance. They've got a manager who they believe in. The players are responding to him fantastically well, and and um, and yeah, I'm I'm disappointed for the fans because Oakwell's are. A great stadium when it's full, you know what I mean. It bounces that stadium when it's full, and, yeah. uh, and 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 it'd be if they can get anywhere near the playoffs and uh, and fans can come back, it'd be great for for that football club. It's a nice place to play.
0: Indeed, mate. Uh, next up is Cardiff City. Uh, Middlesbrough, as we mentioned, we thought you know Middlesbrough should have won that; they were the better team, uh, and then they they gave Derby a bit of a thumping. Um, yeah. And by the well, way, they sco- scored four very good goals. Yeah. Well, the
2: Middlesbrough game, listen, it was. Um, it, it was a point gained for me. You know what I mean. Obviously, Sean Morrison got the goal. It's so important how uh, how, how the defenders are chipping in with the goals, not 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 putting too much pressure on Kiefer and uh, and, and and Wilson and and some of the other players, and and the, and the goals are getting shared around. That's the important thing for me. Um, the Middlesbrough game, I thought that uh, they the, the came out of a little bit. Unscared where Do you know what I mean? For me, the, the result flattered him a little bit, but you take the positive. That we're going back to South Wales with a point at Middlesbrough was a, a good result. You go into the, the Derby game. I thought Bakuna was in his in his rightful position. Gets two calls out of this world. Well, for me, start to say, all starts with the centre forward. You know what I mean? And I, look, I look at Kiefer Moore and um, his work rate, his desire, his attitude, his hold-up play, mate. This his
0: superb. But his,
2: his, his, his willingness to run into the channels and into the corners and, and, and do things that nobody else wants to do is just—it's selfless. And um, I, I can't—I can't praise him enough. And it must just give the rest of the players so much belief that. Yeah. And if he's doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to follow it because if he's doing it, I need to back him up. I need to follow it. And if he's doing it and I'm doing it, he's going to do it. And if he's doing it, the next person's doing it. Yeah. It's a knock-on effect. and Cardiff are getting the getting the rewards and um, uh, and and let's just let's see let's let's see where it can end side because um, it's 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 going to be a long season. There's a lot of a lot of football to go. Obviously, they play it tonight. Then they play Watford and Stoke and Swansea. So the next three games are going to be difficult after tonight. night. Uh, but it's about just getting the job done, getting more points on the board. If that's a point tonight, three, move on to the next, move on to the next, move yeah. on to the next. Because every time we have this show, we we cancel two games, so two games, yeah. two games, two games. And by the time we know Flying, him, we're going to Flying. have six games left, and the league's going to have probably set out a little bit that you need four more points to to stay in there, or you need three points to get in there. And it's, you know, what I mean, I'd rather be in there, um, set in stone, so you can look forward to the playoffs than than getting there last minute and putting a lot of pressure on yourself.
0: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think um, one thing which I found really pleasing against Derby was um, when you had Bakuna running beyond the, the striker for his first goal. What pleased me about that was, one, that doesn't happen without Kiefer Moore's off-the-ball off the, off the ball runs and movement because there's no space. And second of all is you look at Bakuna to score two fantastic Goals running beyond the strikers, and then you think we well, wasted the last eight months or whatever it is playing a fullback.
2: And, how, and that's, you know, that's how much that's, could he have um,
0: contributed to the team playing in seven field? How much could he have contributed to the manager?
2: And, and the manager, oh. you know, what I mean, the manager's put him put him in that position because he didn't have any other options, or he didn't see his or he had, any, he had any other options. Maybe he didn't have any other options, side because he, he wanted to play him because he knew he was a good player, so he still played him he didn't have uh, he didn't have ng he to to play which you know what i mean it's things happen for a reason well hang on and, uh, ng's
0: ng's not playing tonight mate
2: no i know yeah i know i know but this you you, you look at the pecking order don't you you know what i mean but he was yeah. playing when Bakuna's scored two goals in the night so it's
0: yeah of course uh, gavin randall says yeah keep more can hold the ball up and we have missed that for years which is a very very good point we have um
1: Ever I just... Since,
0: uh, Mick uh, McCarthy, uh, mate, got a, a two-year contract. Two-year two contract for Mick McCarthy.
2: Yeah, listen... A bit um, shambolic,
0: isn't
2: it? Yeah, it should, it should have... Listen, six-month contract when he when he took over was was, was wrong. You know what I mean? It was wrong on, on so many levels. Wrong by the club for me. Wrong for the manager to accept it because he's better than that and he's proven he's better than that. For me, it's probably cost Cardiff City a lot more money giving him this two-year deal because he'll have demanded more money and Cardiff won't want to lose Yeah, it, it
0: doesn't. Um, Do you think they panicked because of the Celtic, not just the Celtic rumours, but also that, you know, there's going to be other managers in the Championship which go, and they were worried that someone else was going to snap him up on big money because because of the start he's made at Cardiff, or do you think that, you know, they always planned that if he had a good start to give it to them, because to me it makes no sense, like if you've given him six months, or to the end of the season, and then you're going to re-evaluate where you are, whether you get promoted, playoffs, or you, you know, whatever it may be. It doesn't make sense to then because he gets most managers have a very good start there, you know, they the, you have a bump mm. and you of wins, yeah. so it doesn't make too much sense to me to give him a two-year contract now. Why yeah. wouldn't you have just given it to him in the first place? I don't, I don't
2: believe this was in place because it would have been. For me, they would have, it would have been undisclosed, and they would have kept their six months quiet. They've given him it, um, and now they've, they've panicked a little bit because they know in the summer he'd, he'd have gone somewhere else. So you know what I mean? It's just it, it, uh, my, my, my saying cream always rises. He's, he's a good manager. He's proven, and uh, and and all you can do is just is just carry on with doing what he's doing. P- I'm going to do
0: to do this question now, mate, just because it falls in my card. If Craig Sullivan says, would you play? Bakuna instead of Harry Wilson what tonight or, or just in um, general or just, gen, just generally
2: um, maybe he's in different games I probably would yeah I, I, think, I think if I wanted uh, like a away game tonight and, and, and we're going to be backs against the wall a little bit I'd probably want Bakuna to go right and about but I know he'll get the other side will Harry give me that protection no but he'll give me more quality going forward so when I'm playing Derby County at home we're going to have more of the ball he can go and do what he wants. He can, be a, he can be a luxury. But sometimes in certain games you need that defensive um, expertise and Bakuna gives you both.
0: Indeed. Um, Reese david Evans made a couple of interesting comments. He says, uh, I said it so many times, uh, Nelson should have played right back. Uh, why did we sign Benkovic? If you don't think he's good enough for centre-half, then what was the point? I mean, and, and that is the point. Like, that Benkovic signing on loan was a waste of time. Uh, Reese also says he believes that um, they've given Mick McCarthy a two-year deal because uh, Member Dalman and the board uh, can basically say, you know, we know what we're doing. Um, Maybe sometime soon we'll be able to ask him. I think we might. Maybe, maybe. Um, So we'll uh, come back to some questions at the end, but... um, next up is bournemouth
2: mate a oh, fantastic week um in real two real tricky games uh the beat uh the beat Watford on the weekend 1-0 uh in a um, a very uh, very angry um into the game jack wilsh got sent off pedro got sent off the scenes at the end were um disgraceful I'll be honest it was it was very um worrying to see when there's no fans there for players to still get so angry uh, over over the way that things were ending it was all over um um, the uh, Bournemouth midfielder uh, Lemma, um diving apparently, and, uh, and and Pedro getting his second yellow card, and, and it was absolute chaos. Uh, but no, fantastic win there, and uh, I think they got lucky in midweek for me with the with goalkeeper mistake and then the last minute winner. So, um, but Jonathan Woodgate will be pleased that he's he's got his side back in the playoffs, um, yes, by a, a couple of points. But yeah, they need to kick on again now because they're a, a huge football club. But there's, there's teams chasing them who are desperate for that last that last spot.
0: Is losing uh, Jack Wilshere to a band going to be a problem for them? Because I think he's been quite influ- influential in the way they play.
2: Um, listen, you, you always want your best players. Uh, you always want to play your best players. But obviously, he got sent off um, with his with his yellow card, so he missed the the game against Bristol City. He's, he's served his band now, so he's back for the week. He's back oh, i went to
0: go. It wasn't a straight red, was it? No, it was two it was yellows. He so
2: got a second yellow.
0: So just looking now, he got sent off in the 99th ninth minute. Did he get sent off after got, the
2: game? he got he got his yellow card yellow
0: card after the final wasn't it? That's ridiculous in itself. Um so what they were so unhappy about, because I haven't seen that game, um, was something to do with a dive. But yeah. was there a dive?
2: Um he went over very easy. It wasn't a dive for a for a penalty or anything, it was just a dive in in, in into waste time and uh, but it was in front of the dugout. People got involved, pushing and shoving. And then all, by the time you know it, every single player's involved. There's coaches and managers doing it. Jack Wiltshire got um, someone in a headlock. So that's what he got his second yellow card for. But Pedro's already been sent off because Pedro's a, a very good player as well. So he obviously missed a... He'll get banned as well. So it's... it's you know, I mean, you can't afford to to do these silly decisions and get yourself yeah, sent okay. off at the crucial times. It's Like you just said there, So si, Happened after the final whistle. Laugh. Laugh about it yeah, in front of everybody and walk in the changing room because
0: you've just won the game.
2: What, what do you want to get set off after the game?
0: Get a grip. But, um, yeah, piss poor, I thought, from both. Uh, see, I'm just watching the clip of them all having a little wrestle. Bizarre. Um, next up, mate, was Redin.
2: Oh, fantastic. Um, two wins, you know what I mean? They're the, the very up and down. Um, our former guest, Michael Morrison, scored the winner uh, against uh, Rotherham. On, at the weekend which is fantastic to see um, love his celebration love, the, love everything about what he does he, he loves his football he's, he's break, breaking records with the amount of consistent games he's playing so another clean sheet another clean sheet again but uh, against Blackburn uh, but uh, but yeah all I can do si, is just try and stay in that because in, they've been there all season they started the season first because of the, the start they had and they're just hanging on in there in the, in the playoffs so I do hope they that, that make it for Michael's
1: sake
0: yeah, that'd be good. It would be good, mate. Um, Puskas, by the way, what a sign-in he's been for Reading. Superb. Yeah. yeah, Really fantastic. enjoy watching him play football. Swansea City next, mate. next yeah. week.
2: Yeah, not a great start on Saturday against Bristol City. 1-0 ahead, dominating the game and then uh, and then a quick-fire three goals to finish. Um, Went to pieces. Upset the cart, yeah. So, But then, then the go to Stoke City, for me, are probably a harder game. Um, and then they win it in the last minute. So swings and roundabouts. They're, they're not having a great time at the minute. They're losing, winning, losing, winning. But uh, they're still in there with a with an opportunity with a shout. And they're not too many points off uh, off second place. You know what I mean? It's one mm. point uh, behind, obviously Watford and Brentford ahead of them. So you know what I mean that they're doing they're doing things right. You know what I mean? And, and it's just kind of sustained. They've still got two games in hand as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Watford next, mate.
2: Uh, obviously, Watford last week lost against Brentford. Pedro got himself sent off. Wasn't a great ending to the game, but they made up for it in the week. Uh, they beat Wickham quite comfortably 2 0, uh, dominated the game, uh, dominated possession, the amount of chances. Gray got himself two goals. He's a dangerous, he's Premier League centre forward side. So when you've got people like uh, Andre Gray and Sa and Sema, um and, and, and Tom Cleverly um, and Will Hughes, you've got a chance. Listen, when you've got those kind of players, the Premier League football is just playing in the championship. It's a Premier League too, like we say, mm. but that's,
0: that's why. Indeed, mate. Um... Big fan of Andre Gray, but uh, I think yeah. Tom Cleverley should be the first name on everybody's team of the year. Um, nice. It's been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, position. I agree. And next up, Brentford. Uh, they're having a bit of a wobble, maybe, but... Uh, yeah, they the
2: uh, yeah, were... Um uh, they, they went one nil down against Stoke very early in the game, but, but composed himself in the second half, got the right result second half, and, uh, and went into the biggest game of the season against Norwich City, full of confidence. But um, Norwich came out winners one nil. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about Norwich in a in a minute. Bendiya got the winning goal just just before the half hour mark, and um, to be honest, the gap's just uh, at this time of the year, it's uh, it's a tough one uh, for, for probably for, for for all clubs to. Catch up. Brentford play Blackburn in the derby next couple of games. So the, the, if if they want to try and catch the uh, the leaders, they've got to start with six points out of six
0: coming up. Indeed, mate. Indeed. I I like Brentford. I, I really want them to get the that at a second automatic place, but they have not looked as assured lately. Uh, yep. All over the place. So hopefully they can steady. It. One team that does suddenly look assured again is Norwich. Uh, yeah. They've gone back to that unbeaten, uh, unbeatable kind of feeling yeah. six at the
2: start of the season yeah six wins out of six uh, they beat uh, Wickham Wanderers at the weekend uh, and then followed up with another clean sheet against Brentford so 2-0 against Wickham 1-0 against Brentford they're doing something so right side they just just get their job done you know I mean they don't score too many goals but do you need to score too many goals when you're keeping clean sheets and, you, and you've got just, yeah. just just pure quality running throughout your team you've got uh, Grant, uh, you've got Hanley Ben Gibson uh, cruel in goal um You've got midfielders who are who are just running the show, and you've got Pooky leading the line. It's the, the spine of the team is is key, and those guys are always seem to be on the team sheet week in, week out.
0: Leslie says, "I'm watching this Cardiff game. Huddersfield are battering them. Seventy percent possession. No shots from Cardiff. If This was a boxing match. The towel would have been thrown in.
2: What's the score? Well, What's the score? It, it doesn't it matter. That's does it, mate. It you don't win matter. games. With, you don't win games with possession.
0: Indeed. Oof." They're all in now, look They're all in Come on, this field. ridiculous Impar- Impartial Impartial I am um, So we had a few questions mate, uh, From earlier on Which I'm going to go back to in just a second We're going to go with our two ups and two downs For the week uh, The downs are notoriously hard to pick I have managed to get two After I just picked another one during the show um, What's your first down, mate?
2: Uh, my first down is uh, Bristol City's
0: goalkeeper, which is Bentley
2: for his mistake against Bournemouth. It wasn't even a difficult one; it was just laughable, uh, unfortunately, and um, and it's cost his team uh, dearly. And uh, unfortunately, it's 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 cost them. It, for me; it cost him three points because they were dominating the game.
0: Yes, yeah, it was a big one, wasn't it? It was a, a, a poor one. Yes. Um, so I do struggle, uh, as you know, to pick these downs sometimes. Um, but there was one gentleman who really irked me uh, this week, and that was I mentioned him earlier. Wayne Rooney's post-match interview. Uh, he was talking about Cardiff, and he very much made out as if the reason Cardiff had won is because they Cardiff was so physical and they'd and they'd kind of like bullied him around a bit. And I didn't like that because um, Cardiff scored three very good goals uh, f- well three of them were very good football goals they scored four very good goals um, and those goals had nothing to do with physicality and everything to do with quality um, and I didn't like that I felt like that was the easy way to kind of make excuses for why they'd lost just rolling out the same clichés kind of deserved more credit than that they played better than that they played good football and they scored very good goals to, uh, I agree I no, no, totally, Add totally, totally that. agree um, What's your second down mate uh, My second down I
2: was going to uh, Well it's a bit of a mixture So I'm going to go with Jack Wiltshire I'm going to go with Bournemouth's players And I'm going to go with Watford's players Because I just thought It was just a A meaningless Something which, uh, Incident Which just didn't need to happen It was it was on right about A bunch of role models Who should know better And, um, and If that was the last game of the season And, and the other team had it just pipped the, pipped the team and the emotions were high, I'd, I'd probably get it, but yeah. it doesn't need, doesn't need to happen.
0: If Even if you had the fans, like, egging it Egg, on... Egging and, it like, on, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, was, that's what I thought. It was all a bit pathetic to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had them down as well, because I was struggling for a second one, and I just thought it was... I like, haven't just watched the clip in the last 10 minutes. I thought it was pathetic, man, to be honest. I, I really... It's like, get a grip. Like, the game was over. It wasn't really anything, like controversial you know yeah come on suck it up be professional yeah you're not um you're not new to the game like do you know what i mean the, the, no, the I people totally that you, agree. especially with all uh, the amount of coaching staff and staff that got involved in that and stoked it up mm, I um, totally agree so uh, we're going to refer to some questions, mate. We're
2: going to need two-ups. We need
0: two-ups. Two 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 oh, ops, two. yeah. See, that's me all over. Get the negatives in and then forget <laughs> the positives. Um, so I'm going to change it up, mate, OK? I'm going to go first. Um, just just to throw you. Uh, my first up is Ryan Tunnicliffe of Luton Town. Absolutely phenomenal performances in both games. But most importantly, two vital goals. Obviously, they won 1-0 and 3-2. Those goals to pick up six points in that week and get those two goals I think is you know they could be so important come the end of the season
2: I agree great shout great shout my first one is uh, Andre Gray his two goals against Wiccan Wanderers you know he's a Premier League goal scorer uh, he reminds me a little bit like Dwight Gale at Newcastle United that he's he's got pace he runs behind he causes problems and he's going to score goals he's going to score a lot more uh, goals in the, uh, in the rest of the season by the way
0: good shout mate Craig says second down is Swansea they dived to uh to cheat and win the game. No bias there, I don't think. Um my second up is uh Ladipo from uh, Rotherham. That was mine. That. Oh boy, that's why I went first. Mm, I
1: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk nah, uh, we uh, he was well you know, what a goal mate. What a goal. Uh, yeah, last fantastic. minute. And what I li- and you put it perfectly earlier in the show when you said everyone thought he was going to just run into the corner, take the point. Yeah, I did. And he just went yeah. flew like a rocket and that's yeah. what I love to see from my footballers mate is positivity go and win the football match however we say that we criticised Nottingham Forest earlier for you know go trying to score goals when they didn't need to but that was slightly different because yeah. they could have lost whatever it was 4-0 or whatever and still mm-hmm. got to the playoffs and because they kept trying to score goals
2: how would the how would the manager feel how would, how would the manager feel if, if he shot the goalkeeper saved it and then he kicked it, yeah. Field the field, the field, scored, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. So listen, We're we, we, we're picking now, you know what I mean? But listen, it was a fantastic goal, and 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 the celebrations at the end it was fully deserved from from what he did. So fantastic.
0: And uh, what's your second up,
2: mate? Um, I've gone. Say I was going to go Cardiff, but I've tried to stay away. I've tried to be impartial. I've tried to work, mix it up a Same little bit. You know me. what? You know what I'm like. So uh, you know, I don't always want to pick negatives and positives from Middlesbrough, or Cardiff. So I've gone uh, for Alex Mowat at Barnsley. Um, midfielder scored goals this week. He's had two assists this week. He's had a fantastic week, and I think for a team like Barnsley, they deserve the credit. You know what I mean? You said it last week, and yeah. um, and, and these I think kind I of gave players. One of them last week, I? yeah, you did. Yeah, these kind of players and the football club needs a recognition because they're having an absolutely fantastic season. So, you know what I mean? Credit so where credit's due. Well, yeah, you know. Listen, and and I refer back to my point earlier on about about the season they had last season. He escaped in the last kick at Brentford on the last day of last season. You know what I mean? So things could have been so different this year all the players could have left the club could have been in turmoil financial turmoil because of what's going on with Covid they've stayed in the championship and look where they are they must be absolutely pinching themselves but now they've got themselves with a the manager and, and a bunch of players who they now believe can get in the playoffs so let's see
0: yeah it's going to be a very interesting to see how they uh, how they go and of course like Craig said in the comments he said Bakuna's performance I think um, that that was kind of next on my list in terms of uh you know if I'd had to pick another one because I thought he was outstanding. Mm. Um so we're gonna go back to some of these questions. They were right so I'm gonna scroll all the way back up to the top. If you have got any questions you can send them in now. Um as we just finish off. Um where do we go? Where do we go? Where was it? Try to find it it was Riverside, running that sent one in. Um, so how is the Cardiff game going? Have you got it on, mate? I haven't got it on. So uh,
2: yeah, they are getting dominated in uh, in possession. There's only one being one, one shot on target. That's by uh, by Huddersfield uh, by Bakuna. but not Cardiff's Bakuna. By Huddersfield's Bakuna. Nah,
0: uh, see, but brothers. But
2: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting, man. Isn't is like like one, one Brazilian Is it? Yeah, I don't man. know. I thought, I thought Braz- the the, the Bacuna for Huddersfield might be Brazilian. I might be wrong.
0: Mm. Very possible, mate. You, I trust you over me, mate. Um, so. <laughs> Rob, Rob Boyle's
2: question is a corker. It's, I think it's,
0: it's, it's related to me. Go on. Can you bring it up? Because I'm right at the um, top of the comments. Do, the
2: do, Card- do Cardiff have uh, shares in a, headband, in, in, a, in, a, in a hairband company? Yeah, they've had it, Rob. Since uh, I played, so it's uh, it's yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's just to help keep
0: the hair out the eyes. Oh, I could put Sponsor- sponsorship it. The sponsorship thing in Yeah, they must have sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, so Riverside, right at the start of the show, um, he asked a couple of good questions, but he said one which I really liked was, uh, "Should we get ex players on the VAR with the refs?" Um, because he said he still thinks VAR should go, but. Having X players be the video assistants, what do you think about that as a concept?
2: Um, I think this should get X players to help um, with the w- with the rules and help with with, with the kind of concept. I'm not sure an X player sitting in a room um, would quicken things up because players look at things diff- di- differently. Um, you know what I mean? For me, as long would as would you get rules... more decisions
0: right though with X players?
2: Uh, if, if, the, if the, I think you'd get it more consistent if um, if the if the players were involved with the process. You know what I mean. So handball, for example. Mm. You know what I mean. If it was uh, daylight for offside. You know what I mean. If if the players want these kind of things back in place, then I think it will work better. But for them to be in charge of VR, I'm not really sure that would it would it would get get it right, get better. it wrong, get it better, get it quicker. I
0: just... Well, interestingly, uh, was it Mark Halsey I think when we had on the show. I think it was him. It might be Jeff Winter. One of them said that um, obviously the referees from quite a young age put their own allegiances. They're almost trained. They, you know, they don't tell anyone who they support, and yeah. they're almost trained into it. Players don't like, you know, look at you for, for instance. You are very much Borough Cardiff supporting, and it's mm. difficult. It is difficult yeah. to be impartial. We do a Championship show, and I try so hard not to just be, like, pro-Cardiff all the time. Mm. But it's difficult because that's what I've grown <coughs> up on. And but I try to give Swansea credit when, you know, mm. when but they deserve you, it. You that's know, I mean, difficult
2: I, for me. I've had a lot of lot of people on social media being, uh, give me a little bit stick that I'm a little bit negative on. I'm, I'm not negative and I'm mm. not over-negative. And I don't mean to be because because I see a lot of them. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm a realist. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't do it because... Um, That'll be an interesting game then. I don't, I don't do it I, I, out of nastiness. I don't do it because I'm jealous. I don't do it for any other reason. I just want them to, to do really well. And I just. Uh, but yeah, you know what I mean? I, we had Jeff Winter on the show, and, and Jeff used to do all my friendly games at Middlesbrough behind closed doors because he used to help us with the new uh, rules which would come, come into place, and he'd stop it and he'd explain it whilst the game was on. And it was a, I thought it was really helpful, you know what I mean? Whereas I don't believe that happens anymore now, you know what I mean? Because, like you say, that the, the affiliation with referees and clubs, people don't want to link themselves with the club. But back in the day Jeff used to do it All the time He'd come in Explain the new rules He'd do the, do the behind, behind, door, behind closed doors Friendly games Between the players Stop it and say That's offside And he'd be going It's never offside But it's offside Because the new rule States Daylight yeah. Or whatever You know what I mean So And and It's just It's important That, that that's explained To players
0: Spot on mate uh, A couple of questions We had uh, Rob Boyle Said Who's the best striker David Jones favourite son Or Kiefer Moore's Ball- Ballon d'Or
2: Oh I think there's no comparison. You know what I mean? For for It's me, David um, Jones's favourite son. No, for me, Kiefer. Kiefer's just for Kiefer's at another level because um, for a big, tall guy to, to do to when when I look at him, his attributes. I, I'm thinking target man. That's all he's got. Put the balls in the box. He's he's more than that. You know what I mean? His his work rate, his his athleticism, his his desire, his his work rate's phenomenal. His touch for a big man. The goals, the goals that he scored. He doesn't just score headers, by the way. He, he puts himself running in behind, and he's got composure. Um, and uh, and I, I hope I'm not building him up here to get a move or to, to fall flat <laughs> in his face. But he's, listen, you know what I mean? But Cardiff paid big money for him, so if Cardiff yeah. ever do, Cardiff ever do sell him, I expect. Oh, huge, huge I, money,
0: I saw a huge tweet money. the other week, which was like, Keeper Moore's gone from a three million being questioned. Joe Begon, is he worth three million? Joe to so just being, being at least fifteen million. Joe Begon's just been subbed off. Injured. That's
1: yeah,
2: that's ridiculous, think, isn't it? it? it's ridiculous, isn't it? Mm. It's, do you know it's what? The way and that happens. Goes, yeah. It, 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 do you know what? I feel so sorry so there because awful. yeah, that's, that's awful. That's his
0: big chance, isn't it, to get a run of games uh,
2: You know what I mean? Because let's 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 be honest. I, I don't know how serious it how serious it is, but that was an opportunity there to, to get seven, eight, 9, the 10 is, 12
0: games. Yeah, that's really. St- I feel for him big time there. Um, Riverside also asked earlier. Um, why do you think Jones struggled at Stoke, but is doing so well at Luton again? Um, some players
2: and managers have that comfort zone and have that have that have that, have that, that love and the, and the fans love him. He's loved at, at Luton Town. You know what I mean? The, the first time he was there, he was he was he achieved loads with getting promoted twice. Um, so for me, the pressure on Stoke City was was probably all o- was probably over overhyped you know what I mean they were expecting to get back in the Premier League side straight away you know what I mean they had the likes of um, um, uh, I can't think of his name no goalkeeper um, I can't remember what he's called I've lost lost all train of thought
0: which one? Phillips?
2: no the England goalkeeper uh, Stoke City Uh, uh Butland Jack Butland, so they had Jack Butland. They had all these kind of uh, excellent national players, obviously um, Joe Allen, etc. So I mean, the people just expecting him to go and win, win, win the league. It wasn't going to happen yeah. like that, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was the, the expectations were just far too high. Um, so for me, he's gone back to a club which he's loved at and um, and he's doing a great job. But if yes, he does ever leave uh, again, he needs to be very careful.
0: Very, yeah, very. Just pick the right team, I suppose, isn't it? It's um, yeah, sometimes. Clubs just don't work for certain managers, players. It's just the way it is. It doesn't make them yeah. bad players or managers. No, no, looks no, like Joe like... Bagan's got a shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people say it, it doesn't look too bad. It looks like he jarred it and a sliding tackle. Fingers crossed for Joe Bagan because that was a, you know, it was a big chance for him. Uh, yeah. Big chance for Kieran Brown, though, coming on. Uh, yeah. He is naturally a centre-back, but a young player like that he should be good for a, a run at wing-back. You know,
2: it's an opportunity. He's, he's, he's going to get himself, what, 15 minutes or so? You know what I mean? So it's, uh, he's going to get a good, solid second half. He'll, he,
0: he'll get his legs going in the next five or six minutes before half time. So, yeah, good luck to him. Indeed, mate. So, um, so that's us. Uh, so, we've got a few scheduling notes. Monday night, we have uh, none other than Southampton legend Klaus Ludendik van. Nearly butchered his name. Um, joining us on Monday which is going to be absolutely phenomenal because uh, he's a very very interesting guy um, and from what I've seen he doesn't do a lot of um, a lot of media and stuff so nope. uh, it'd be really uh, interesting to chat to him and, and get a, get a, get a bit of a, some questions going for him and stuff yeah um, Sunday episode one of my story series 2 with the author and forest fan Gary Bosey Clark will be out which I'm really looking forward to people seeing because it's a fascinating show and um, just telling his story, talking about some of his books, and basically how he's turned his uh, turned his life around. Uh, of course, in about 20 minutes, we'll be doing super Kevin scripted live, uh, which is Kevin McNaughton, and uh, we'll be talking all sorts of random subjects set by you, the people. And uh, we've got some massive guests coming up on the fight show over the next couple of weeks in the build up to the Cage Warriors event. Some uh, exclusive guests as well. So uh, check them out. But uh, Andy as ever, mate. It's been a massive pleasure. Big thank you to uh, Black Diamond Sports, of course, and Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show, and most of all, mate, David Jones's favourite. Thank you.
2: No, I loved it, mate. Loved it. Really, really excited for um, for Monday. Uh, Klaus is. Um, he seems like a really fun guy. Um, he's he's obviously a Saints legend, uh, international footballer, ex-footballer. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's he's played at the top level country and club so yeah really looking forward to digging deep and seeing what makes him tick as well
0: indeed so here you go mate right just in the spirit of super kevin scripted i'm gonna finish off i'm gonna do an andy campbell would you rather nice and easy nothing too rude because this isn't that sort of show you we'll have to wait about 20 minutes for that andy campbell would you rather be a unicorn or a pegasus
2: um, I'd have to say unicorn because uh, my daughter would love me even more, so, you know <laughs> what I mean, it would just be, it would just be amazing, she wouldn't She's leave like me alone. The greatest dad I'd ever. Be, I'd, be, I'd be, I would be, I'd be, I'd be the elite, I'd be the Definitely elite. hero of all heroes. Yeah. yeah,
0: Right, guys, we'll see you, see you soon, see you Monday, see you in a bit. Cheers guys. Take care. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. After an hour, Darren said goodbye, and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner.
1: I belong, I belong to you I belong, I belong to you Do just what you want. Bye. Podcast Network.